information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com, the Catherine Zox Show with Lauren Beller Blake, my co-host. Uh, good morning, Lauren. How are you this morning? Good morning, Catherine. I am I'm sliding into home base this morning. Is that how it, you know? Just like sliding in, I'm here. Sliding in. Well, that's all we need. That's, that's all exactly need. right. Yeah, you're here. We got and other people who are going to be here with us this morning too. One of them is Amy Borkowski. Maybe you've heard of her. She's a stand-up comedian. Seen her on all the major television shows. She is a author of her book is called Amy's Answering Machine: Messages from Mom, and you can imagine what that is. Messages from Mom: All the messages that her mother has left her. I think over the past ten years, she put in a book in a very funny way. Obviously, all the stuff that moms do to grown-up children, um, and I'm not going to even share those because it'll. It ruined the interview when we were talking to Amy. But, and she also has a, uh, a hit CD with the same name, Amy's Answering Machine. So uh, that's one of our guests. And the other guest, she's going to come on later in the show, Lauren, um, is she's a professor at Columbia University. Oh, wow. Yeah, in New York City. And this is an interesting, you'll find this interesting. Every day we make choices, Coke or Pepsi, save or spend, stay or go. Whether mundane or life-altering, these choices define us and shape our lives. Sheena Yengar, that's the professor, asks the difficult questions about how and why we choose. That stuff always fascinates me. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because that's something that we do every day from the moment we wake up. We choose to do one thing as opposed to something else. Some of the choices are not a big deal. Uh, but some of them, or we don't think they are, but others are, you know, major life-changing events. So she's going to be talking to us about making choices. And do we really have choices? Sometimes we don't have as many choices as we think we do. It's true. And I, I think it's usually the other way, that we, we have more choices than we get stuck in our own boxes. Don't you? I do. I, I feel especially probably with, and I'm always putting things in a time frame, Lauren, but with the past five years, we have too many choices. It's so many choices, I get overwhelmed. No matter what I'm doing, it appears anyway, that I have all these choices, and it's too much for me to decide. Give me five or six choices, and I then see, I can Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know I, what I mean? I understand what you're saying, yeah. It's like going to the grocery store. Do I have to look at 20 different kinds of cereal? No, tell me six. You know, <laughs> one's organic, one isn't, one... <laughs> You know, but I do think they have. Okay, I'll pick one of those. They should have them better categorized so that you're like in the low sugar section or the organic section or the whole grain section because it is a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's too much, and I don't even care that much about it. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I I just really don't want to stand there deciding. uh, I'm looking at the breads. They've got 50 zillion kinds of bread you can get. It's so true. Right. How do they all, what I'm wondering is how, do they all do well financially? Like, do we really need so many? 
I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But I'll tell you something. One thing, especially because I mentioned the bread. I was there last week buying bread. Uh, I need somebody to do my grocery shopping for me. I feel like it's a waste of time. I don't even. I can't stand to going to the grocery store anymore. Anyway, <laughs> seriously, I could get some college student who wants to make a little bit more money. If anybody's listening, you can I'll write a list out and just make sure the refrigerator is filled good enough, right? But I, I'll tell you what my criteria are for, like, the bread situation, because if you look at it, it, it's chemicals. I pick the one that has the least chemicals, the least amount of sugar, and the least amount of salt, and that's what I base it on. I, I think that's smart. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, if you look at some of these breads, you know, low-fat, low-this, you know, look on that label, and it's, like, it's got all this junk in it. And I realized I don't need all that. I don't, not only I don't want it. So, yeah. It does, yeah. So there are a few, and some of them are local bread companies. Those are yeah. the ones, because that, those are the ones that don't have all the, the junk. Well, be also, they can, yeah. And then you're supporting the local company, so that's good. Yeah, that's true, too. You're supporting the, I think now the world, everything in the world is local. <laughs> We're so global, it doesn't even make any difference. It's true. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so anyway, so that's, I want to, so I'm going to, well, we can ask our guest when she comes on. Maybe she's going to talk about this and making choices and what we do and et cetera. Um, so what else? What did you do this week? Anything interesting? Anything exciting that we should be sharing? Um, I don't have anything. I don't. I, I miss the kite festival right, because of the much. weather. Next week I'm going to go to the kite festival. Kite? A kite festival where What's everybody kite flies festival? kites. Isn't that fun? But what is it? Like a, where is it? What is it? A kite festival. I didn't get to go because we had bad weather on Sunday, but so they're rescheduled for this weekend. But it's where it's just a you know a big open park and everybody brings colorful, beautiful kites and flies them. But don't they bump into each other? I don't think so. I mean, if you're going to this huge park, everybody's sure that could happen. Running around with their kites, bumping into each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm picturing. I don't, I don't think it's negative so about it. Sound. The kids yeah. love it because it's like colorful stuff in the sky everywhere, you know? So some of these kites are really fancy. Some are, yeah. So what kind of kite are you bringing? I'm not bringing one. I'm just going to go watch and bring a really good camera. Well, that's cool. I, that, I mean, and you're going to bring your daughter, I assume. Yeah, of course. I think she's going to like it. Oh, kids love it. I have another thing I want to bring up, which I just think it's driving me crazy, and I don't know what to do about it. All right, here, I can help you. I'm your social worker with a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that parents should not have birthday parties for their kids anymore. I, ha- I could go to a birthday party every weekend, and I don't want to go. I hate it. I shouldn't go, right? You shouldn't go, and I do have advice about that. And you are right. Well, let's put it this way. It's not all or nothing. Nobody should have a birthday party, or everybody should have birthday parties all the time. You put your. You just said it. You have to pick and choose the birthday parties. You can't go to all of them. You can't go. No, you want to go to one a month? Fine. You want to go to one every two months? Fine. I'll tell you what I did, and I'm giving you my advice. Um, where... My kids, like, it got to the point it was the bar mitzvahs and the bats mitzvahs they had. Uh-huh. And so everybody, this is New York, so everybody is, every week there's, like, a bar mitzvah to go to, right? And that's Saturday. And my kids finally, I mean, one of my middle son, Johnny, said, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, he had the sense to say, I can't do this. You know, I'll pick and choose. And I'm just not, even, and some of them are friends you're going to, 
the thing is, you know, you're gonna. Some people are gonna be mad at you, but too bad. You have to. Don't go. Well, what's interesting is my daughter, who's four, does not want to go to any of them, which is what I would do. So, but uh, don't I? Do I feel? I mean, I only invited five kids to her her birthday party last month, so I felt a little obligated to go to those people that showed up. So right, that's only five thing. a year. If I only stick with that theme, <laughs> that is a good theme. How many showed up? Three, four, five, all five, all five. Okay, so you got five birthday parties to go to. That's it. That's not. So that's how I'm doing it. And so far, but she doesn't want to go. Which I find, she's, they're very overwhelming to her. There's like twenty and thirty kids in there. It's just craziness, and everybody buys this crap. Sorry, you know, it's just not. Who needs all this stuff? Well, let me tell you, and uh, absolutely, and you know, we talk about we're always talking. On the show, the guests that we have on our show, we talk about this all the time, Lauren. All we have is time. How do you want to spend your time? And, exactly. you know, you're bringing up a topic. You have a four-year-old. This is a good – this is the beginning of it. She's going to decide how she wants to spend her time, of course, with your advice and guidance. And I think this is a wonderful way of helping you to see – just because you're invited to all these parties doesn't mean you have to go. You're exactly. not obligated. I, yeah. So you think it's okay to say no to like her whole class that's inviting her once every two weeks? Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely do. I think that uh, we won't be labeled the antisocial family. <laughs> okay, so what if you are? It's true. Who what cares? If they say, oh, look, Lauren and family. I mean, they don't want to come to my parties and. They're antisocial. Okay, big deal. Uh, you know, most of these parties, are they don't even care whether you're there or not. It's true. I think and that's true. That's why I get so frustrated with this. Like, why bother? They won't even remember. I mean, it's the, they really won't remember. I'm going back to this bar mitzvah business. I, I don't think anybody remembers who came. Absolutely get, not. And send it. You know what you can do? Send a present, a nice. I mean, what about that? Who remember who we had on that show? When was, was Echo it? Age? We did. I did that. I had yeah. an Echo Age party. Okay, so could you have those parties without having a party? Wasn't there something else? Well, no, else? it was still a party. It was still a party, but you invite, like, the people from all over the country, and only a handful show up because the only, your local people show up. But we did that. There was no gifts at our party. It was they contributed on the website, and Sierra will tell you that she had a birthday party where she got her eye touch, which was a very expensive gift. Uh-huh. Everybody contributed a little bit of money, and half of what they contributed went to a charity that um, fed hungry children in the United States of America. And she will say, we also fed the hungry kids in in the United States. That is wonderful. See, now that's a party. That's a celebration of life, of good It was wonderful. It was a nice party. It was very nice. There was no gifts. It was not crazy. We We had a little theme, and they went hunting for fish in our yard all over the place. It was fun. Yeah, now see, that's a good kind of a party. I mean, you don't need all these middle class and upper middle class kids, you know, partying it up at age four years old, getting, as you said, all these toys they don't even need, all the stuff. What kind of a message does that send? So you, okay, so you had a great party, and I said many of these other parties aren't going to be like that. That's what you're saying. No, so, so far I was hoping that other people, because I invited um, not a ton of people, but I passed it on to the school so they knew about the Echo Age, and so far I haven't seen one. I would go to an Echo Age party just because I think that they're, Oh, they raise awareness for the kids. All right, so you're picking and choosing the type of party you would go to. Well, that's what true. I guess I am. Don't you? I mean, you get all these invitations. I get invitations all the time. I mean, I'm not Miss Popularity. Nobody likes me that much either. But I do get, <laughs> even given that, I get a lot of invitations or even events to go to and stuff. And I pick and choose because I only have so much time. I'm not going to go to something just because I got invited, which is what you're saying. And I don't think that, that Sierra has to, Mrs. Lawrence, four-year-old, has to do that either. 
Well, I'm loving that she's not into it. Like she says to me on the ride home from the party we went to on Saturday, why do we have to go to these parties all the time? <laughs> well, you don't. You don't. I agree. But do you use that as a moment as mother to daughter? To I mean, not that you want to do this all the time because it can be really annoying, but like to talk to her about time, I mean, in four-year-old terms, but making choices and stuff, like it's a perfect opportunity, a learning opportunity. Well, I also talked about it as we did have that, you know, I am like all about learning, so I can probably be overboard in that area for sure. My husband would tell you, yes, she is way overboard in that area because <laughs> everything's a learning opportunity. But um, we talked about, you know, how this little girl came to her birthday party and helped to celebrate her birthday, so we were going to her party to help celebrate her birthday. So it was a way of giving back and being, you know, Reciprocal. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that we okay. talked that's about. Good. It. Now, uh, did I give you the answer that you wanted to hear? That's yes, I. You know, you did. Thank you. Because I think I'm right. I really do. And I think all of this, you know, all of the things that you accomplish in your business, Big Fish Nation, balancing work, uh, all, you know, all the things that you do, all the the topics we discuss on the show are all related to just this. And you have the opportunity with your four year old to get her on the right track with this stuff. And birthday parties, I think, are the, that's, the, that's a really good place to start. I think so, too. So thank you for that advice, social worker with a microphone. Yeah, and I'll tell you, social worker with a microphone is also saying, if you changed your mind, you want to party it up for a few, you can do that, too. Believe me, they'll invite you to parties. Right, it's true. They're not going to, yeah. They're not going to ostracize you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're definitely not going to do that. So I wouldn't even worry about it. Um, we are going to take a break coming up, Lauren and I. Um, Amy Borkowski, as I mentioned earlier, is with us. She's author of Amy's Answering Machine, Messages from Mom. That's what we've been talking about. What kind of messages does your mom give to you? My mother gave you good messages. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, The Catherine Zox Show with Lauren Beller-Blake on VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Back in a minute. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Money. We love it, we hate it, and everything in between. You can be the master of your life and your own economics. Join Professor Laurie Lamantia each week for the program, Making Peace with Money. Laurie will help you realize the power to create fulfillment in your life and shed new light on your money madness. You'll learn how to make peace with money and feel the joy and freedom renewed in your life. Making Peace with Money is broadcast live every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
wasting time. Get what you want. Live your dream life. The Dream Big Revolution. Imagine having more freedom, better health, more money, happiness. Could your business be more successful? Unless you're living the life you want, you're wasting precious time. Your life is too valuable to waste. Let Leanne Hilgers help you find health, wealth, and happiness. Listen in and live your dream life. Join the Dream Big Revolution. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox. I'm your social worker with a microphone. You are listening to the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com with my co host, Lauren Beller Blake. And this morning our guest is Amy Borkowski. She's a very, very funny lady, and this is from her website. She's been saving her answering machine messages for over a decade, a long time, and she first realized that the messages which drive her crazy could be entertaining to others when she began performing stand-up comedy. She gathered some of her mother's most extreme messages and played them on stage at venues including New York City's top comedy clubs, etc., and hence her book, Amy's Answering Machine, Messages from Mom, and you can also get these messages and buy them at on her website, on her CDs. Uh, welcome to the show, Amy. Nice to have you on this morning. So good to be on. Good to have you on. I also, before we get into all of this, Messages from Mom, which I love, uh, Amy go- uh, is going to be in Albany, New York, at Women's Philanthropy Group, group the Jewish Federation here in Albany, New York, on uh, Tuesday, March 23rd, that's this March 23rd, 2010, from 7 to 9.30 p.m. at SUNY Albany, which is their College of Nanoscale Science and Engineering. So anybody who's listening who wants to sign up can do that as well. That's on Fuller Road in Albany, New York, $20 per person, champagne and dessert reception, lots of fun, lots of laughs, and lots of Amy. And we're and we're uh, close to a sellout, I hear. So people, it's JewishFedNY.org is where people can get more information. But I hear that tickets are going fast. It's kind of ironic. Old technology, like an answering machine for my mother's messages, is going to be at this very scientifically advanced uh, venue. But uh, but the message, Amy, is still the same. Right. Yeah, it's, you it's know, the sure. message is the same, even if the medium is, media is different. But, okay, let's talk about some of these messages, though. They're very, I identified, um, who wouldn't, but obviously most people do. But some of these, the messages that are on your answering machine or that the, your mother left, because uh, they're all, you break them up into different categories. Yes, um, but, you know, most of them all revolve around the fact that mothers never really seem to acknowledge that we're adult. Like, my mother called me up. This was, you know, just I was probably in my, I guess, early 30s at the time, and she says, I just want to remind you not to sleep on your stomach, because she said she heard on the news that sleeping on the stomach is the number one cause of sudden infant death. <laughs> it's like, Mom, I've been an adult for, uh, like, decades now. <laughs> But she can't think of you that way. I mean, it's it's really, and, and I think you said in your book, it's like you could be the child. Now I'm the mother 
who's doing exactly what you talk about. I mean, I leave those messages to my 20 and 30 year old sons. Well, my advice to people like you, if you're if you're lucky enough to still have your mom, is to just like cut out the middle man and forward your mother's messages to your child. You know. <laughs> But here's another, but Amy, I grew up in a family, a Jewish family, and, and Lauren, you have another experience. My mother was not the Jewish mother. She did not give me these messages. My father was the one who, who left the kinds of messages that you talk about in Amy's answering machine. Well, that's interesting. I would say that's the exception. I feel like in general, the, you know, men are, are less verbal. I mean, it, my mother definitely called way more than my father. My parents were divorced, but at one point, you know, I was thinking of having a chapter in, in uh, the Amy's Answering Machine book called Messages from Dad, and it would basically just be blank pages because uh, <laughs> he didn't call as much. And he was he's never been comfortable with the, you know, technology of the machine. A lot of his messages are like, hello, is it is it is it after the beep yet? Yeah. So, and he's still that way? So, yeah, pretty pretty, pretty much. I think he's accommodating now. Well, one of the messages, I think, that I was just roaring, I don't know, Lauren, if you saw this one, but Amy was talking about your mother left a message about don't wear, this is something I would say, if I have boys, so I wouldn't say exactly this, but don't wear an underwire bra at the, when you go through security at the airport because you're going to get beat. <laughs> yeah, she said it could set off the metal detector at the airport. She says, so just for a day, you may even want to consider going braless. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know, it's so hard to hold back as a mother, and I'm getting back to myself, Amy, because, I mean, I go to New York City, I have an apartment there, my kid, my son and is 26 years old, goes back to his apartment, and I want him to call me to tell me that he got there safely and to text me and to, or I am me, or usually to text me, and it's like, what's wrong with me? I mean... Right. And now there. there's so many more ways to keep in touch with, yes. uh, with, 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 with your kids between the texting and the uh, you know and, and, and email and yeah. so con- constantly adult kids can be kept on a leash. So yeah. so what do you do about that? So well, what you do is you, you save all the correspondence and you make a book and a CD out of it. That's yeah, right. the way that I know. <laughs> so. Uh, that's so, do any surprises? I mean, when people hear that, I mean, have you? I'm sure. I mean, you've got your your messages on your answering machine. What about other people? I mean, they must share a lot with you. I mean, like we're doing on the show today, like messages from their moms. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've had people tell me, you know, all kinds of things. Um, you know, my uh, uh, oh, one woman wrote to me. You know, my mother used to tell me, when you bend over to smell a rose, don't get your nose too close because a bee can crawl up your nostril. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? That is good advice because I think I've given and that myself. And spring is coming, so that's something that pe- people really uh, could, could, could take <laughs> note of now. Oh, my God. Your mother was funny. Does he mean to be funny? So, you know... I, she was speaking right from her heart. Now, you know, I've had, you know, a couple of CDs, a book. She saw the response she was getting from people. So, um, you know, she eventually realized that other people found this funny. But I think it's always easier to see the humor in someone else's mother. Like, I have friends who find their mothers totally irritating and embarrassing. And, you know, I think they're hysterical. And I think someone should start, like, a mother exchange program, you know, like for the summer, you know, instead of a foreign exchange student, you know, you, you just swap mothers for a while because the dynamic with your own mother is sometimes you can't, you know, can't tolerate her because you know that your 
kind of stuck with her for the long haul. If you're lucky, from my perspective, you but know, Amy, I realize you know, you're, you're lucky you're to right, have someone who worries, show. you know, there is a that you wear. So that does that. There's a television show. I don't know if it's still on, but they had like swapping mothers. One mother would go into one family for two weeks. They would. They would change mothers. Right, the kids. Yeah, it would be kind of kind of interesting to see what would happen if they did that with with the uh, adult mothers. But as I say, you have to appreciate your mother because there are very few people who are going to worry that you shouldn't, you know, wear your shoulder bag always on one side or your shoulders could get uneven. So, <laughs> do you think that mothers tend to do that more with their daughter? I mean, Lauren, you have a daughter. I have three sons. Uh, do you think that they tend to be more overprotective or invasive? I mean, it's invasive. Um, to their daughters um, more so than with their sons, or maybe a, a little. From my perspective, maybe a little bit more. But I definitely hear from a lot of uh, sons who who who, who say the, exactly the same kind of thing. So it's n- not a lot of differences in the genders. Okay, is your mother still living? Uh, no, no, no. She passed away a few years ago, but she she does live on in her, in her yeah. messages. So, and she really got to see you know people like. Uh, it just you know, when, from the very beginning, when the first CD came out, I mean, she really was a big hit. And people, I told her, "Oh, mom, I just got an email from someone, and she said that they listened to the CD and, and mouthed the words to the messages, and they called it Mommy Yoki." <laughs> <laughs> so you made your mother famous. So yes, basically, <laughs> she was being acknowledged for for a job well done. You know, maybe maybe done a little too well at times, but. Uh, but she had to appreciate that. So yes, and she wasn't. I mean, for for many years, you know, she was a she wasn't a full time mother. She was a secretary while I was growing up, and then you know, eventually she retired and she cr- took on a, a new position that she created for herself, which was manager of my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> and that was a good move. Look what happened to you. It's a that was a great move. She was a smart mom. Yes, she was. And my mother was a great sport. I mean, when I first told her I was going to be releasing the messages, you know, she she, she only had one thing to say. She says, I, I just want to remind you to be very wary of any record company whose plans include releasing it on 8-track. <laughs> a friend of hers told her 8-track is no good because it's getting hard to find the player. Oh, and this oh is like you know, dec- decades after uh, the technology had expired, so... So tell me, so Amy, how often would she leave these messages? I mean, you, I mean, and how did you respond? Okay, so you've got all these. We, we should talk. You know, give us some more of the messages. Cause do you, do you so, have the? You know, do you have the CD there to play a couple of cuts? Or we don't. Well, no, I don't know. We do. And uh, didn't you play one when we were during the break? I don't know. I can just. Okay, well, anyway, my mother would, would would call me up. I mean, she she would call sometimes several times a day, you know. And and I think part of the problem is the long distance rates. They they eventually got too low. You know, there was a time when your mother could only call you on Sunday, and now with all these unlimited plans, it can get a little out of hand. But uh, you know, like I would get a message from my mother. You know, I just want to tell you, in case you take out the garbage or run to the mailbox. Don't wear your red terry cloth bathrobe because a friend of mine told me that red is a gang color. All right, honey? Oh, my God. And how about this one? Here's the other one. Don't wear crepe-soled shoes because they were uh, yeah, your mother. In case you get in a plane crash, she said crepe is no good if you have to go down the slide. 
And you know, those are exactly the kinds of things that I think about as a mother. I do. I don't think you do, Lauren, as much. I don't think you're as. Are you? I don't think I am. I really don't. Yeah, you're much. You're less. It that comes with having a child at forty. I think. You think so? I do. I really do. I'm not so sure. I think it's more your personality. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what I would have been like you know, 15 I, I, years ago. Yeah, well, well you I'm know what? Like I think in- a lot of these things that my mother's calls were her passing on information she heard or news stories. And now, you know, we, we all have access to that. I mean, you go on the Internet and you can, you know, hear, hear all these crazy stories and warnings. And uh, So you don't necessarily need mom for them, but... No, but it's much, when you hear it from mom, it's much more effective. There's a lot of emotional stuff involved in that. Very different than reading it on the Internet or, you know, hearing it on the television. But when mom says it, even though you think it's crazy, or it's like, oh, my God, you, it, you do think about it. Right, even if you tell her, oh, mom, don't be ridiculous, somehow there's some level where it sinks in, you know. And I do think my mother probably worried about me a little more because I'm uh, someone who's pre- pretty much always been single. One time she Say called that. me up. One time she was always called me on my birthday. Now. Amy Borkowski, author of Amy's Answering Machine, Messages from Mom. Uh, you're listening to Catherine Zox and Lauren Deller Blake. It's the Catherine Zox Show, your social worker with a microphone, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. We'll be back in a minute. Ask the experts. Call toll free right now. 1 866 472 5787. And ask our all star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866 472 5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, this is Dr. Vijaya Nair. Together with my dear friend, Dr. Howard Piper, we are hosting our own show called Kiss Your Life Hello. We are two internationally recognized experts, researchers, authors, and health advocates in holistic medicine and counseling. We promise you a fantastic show with interesting guest experts to educate and entertain you with the latest information on mind, body, and spirit wellness. Join us on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific and 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you there. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus. Creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Green Talk Network. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll free number is 866 472 5788. That number again is 866 472 5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. It's the Catherine Zox Show on VoiceAmericaVariety.com with Lauren Beller Blake and Amy Borkowski. Amy Borkowski is author of Amy's Answering Machine Messages from Mom, and you can buy the book, bookstores everywhere online, and also her CDs, which give you a whole, the whole gamut of the messages from mom. Amy, can be, there's an event here in Albany, New York, which is going to be March 23rd, which is a Tuesday. You can see Amy, 7 to 9.30 p.m. at the College of Nanoscale Science and Engineering, which is part of the University at Albany, $20 per person. Children too, fifteen dollars per child. So well, the problem is to the mothers that they're, they're we're all children. So <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that, how that's we pretty much how it works. And people will be able true. to hear my mother. People will hear my mother's actual messages in her voice at the event. So that kind of adds another dimension to it. Oh, okay, that's great. All right, now before we took when we were taking the break, you were just about to tell us something, Amy, and I said, hold that thought. What was the thought? Oh, just, you know, my mother was someone who I could always count on to call me on my birthday, but she'd always have her own little twist to the message she'd leave. Like one year she calls me up, she says, happy birthday, dear Amala, happy birthday to you. How old are you now? How old are you now? Better hurry and find a husband <laughs> before your ovaries shut down. Oh, and how did you feel when you got that message? So, well, I mean, I'm thinking I'm about to make the announcement. You know, attention, Amy's ovaries will be closing in 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, now I have to ask: Are you married? So no, I I am actually still single. And uh, my mother, I mean, when God, when she was, I mean, she tried everything. I mean, there was once she saw a Maury Povich show, um, and she called me up. She says I was just watching Maury show, and the whole show was about eligible millionaire bachelors, and one of them I thought would be perfect for you. She says he's a millionaire and he has a house in Italy, and I know how much you love spaghetti. <laughs> oh my God. So she actually went ahead, and it was a whole series of messages that I'll, I'll be sharing with people on the 23rd at the event. But she uh, actually, you know, went ahead and sent, sent all the uh, material in, and um, it, oh my it, it was God. a whole fiasco. Uh, that is so, I mean, that, well, you know what? It's interesting. And then you decided not to get married after all of this, right? Well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a conscious decision, but, you know, I'm still, on the, I'm still looking, actually. So, All right. So for all of you listeners out there, you're still looking. You're still, all right, good. Uh, all right. So let's talk about some of those messages, though, because you can go online as well to your website. Let's uh, tell everybody what the website is. You tell it's them. Send Amy, dot com. Okay. So, and that is really the only place where you can go and uh, get, you know, get the CDs or just listen to some of the sample messages. And uh, usually people hear the messages and, you know, people like to know they're not the only ones suffering with an overprotective mother. And then the mothers love it because they get to say, you see, compared to Amy's mom, I'm really not so bad. Yeah, not so bad. But I'm going to add another piece to this, Amy. And I, and I think today 
and you were talking about, okay, this is your mom, message machines, and now we have cell phones and texting and, you know, a myriad more of more ways of connecting with mom. My friends are also finding, think about this one, that their daughters are calling them more often than they're calling their daughters for get, to, get, to get advice, to ask for advice. Uh, I have a couple of friends that say, I wish my daughter wouldn't keep calling me every day. I mean, because I heard that she too. can. Really? Wow. Yes. Well, that's interesting. That's, that, 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 that's really a turn of events there. They must have used some reverse psychology. And I guess by not calling, you know, at some point the daughter realizes, okay, I do want to connect with mom. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, that, that, that's pretty interesting to hear. Yeah, but it's, it's the same thing in reverse. And I, I don't know about you, Lauren, if you've had that experiences with girlfriends or what, but, I mean, I have a friend or daughter, every time something happens at work, she wants her advice, and she's calling. my friend is like, I can't talk to her all the time. So, you know, it, you know, things, there is, has been some well, kind of a reversal, but I'm still some, kind somewhere of... Somewhere someone's going to be making some uh, downloadable CD of messages from my daughter. So. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Probably only a matter of time before we see that out there. Yeah. But here's another one. I, you know, we're talk, getting back to because I really had more of your experience, or I'm the mother you're talking about, your mother, leaving messages, telling them I have all this, you know, nervous. It's kind of like nervous stuff. You know, you shouldn't say it, but you have. I'm speaking for your mother now, maybe, but you have to. You're just compelled to say it, and you think of all these bizarre things, and then you think, well, if I don't tell her, like if I didn't leave the message on Amy's man answering machine, this might happen, and then I'm going to feel just so horrible or so guilty because I didn't warn her. This, right. Yeah. I have this information. I need to warn her. I need to tell them. Right. No, and sometimes it can be over the top. Again, with my, with, you know, my mom, I had moved to an apartment on like the 20-something floor, new apartment, and my mother calls me up. She says, I just want to tell you, I was thinking in case the elevators aren't running and you have to get out of your apartment real fast, you may want to get yourself a parachute. Oh my God! She says I saw a parachute for it was like eleven ninety nine, but I don't think it was very good one because it came with a set of matching pajamas. Oh my, oh my God! Like, oh, Mom, probably not. I don't, you know. So. And she's serious. Or she, she is. Serious. Oh Absolutely, because in her mind, you know, I guess also, you know, at, at that point, I, you know, she she was retired, and you know, you have time to think and you visualize, and also, to to be fair to her, I mean, this was, you know, I think pretty much after September 11th. So, you know, and I am in Manhattan, and I do live in a high-rise, so I guess, you know, her, her foundation for the worry wasn't so beyond, but it was a little over the top. No, but, it, you know, and the other, it's not even that she retired and she had time. I mean, you lay awake at night as, thinking about these things, and uh, at least I do, and I will come up with all of this stuff because all my kids live in cities, big cities, so I can think of a zillion things that I need to warn them about. But the response to, and are you are you an only child? No, I actually have uh, an an older sister who ironically works for one of the phone companies. So <laughs> <laughs> my, mo- my mother's very probably drove her stock up single handedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, each one of the kids. I mean, if I was, you know, giving messages or when I do like your mother gave to you, um, each one responds differently to me. See, one of them, it can just roll out. He doesn't even listen to me. He doesn't even hear it. The other one gets really angry and really tunes into what I'm saying and responds to it. And the other one will negotiate. Yeah. 
So you, I don't know if that was true with your sister, but, you know. Well, my you sister to... didn't really have the patience to listen to the messages the first time, let alone save them and, uh, <laughs> and make a CD and do a, do a uh, show out of it. So um, she was in actually um, the CD. The, the first CDs, and I am going to be having another one coming out in time for Mother's Day, but my first CDs were you know, very well received for the most part. Um, I had one bad review. It was from my sister. <laughs> she said, this is a quote, she says, it's annoying and boring. So uh, that, didn't, that didn't end up on the CD jacket, but I think it hit a little too close to home for her. Well, hey, that's a sister. What else is a sister supposed to say? <laughs> right. She's not going to give you the accolades you think you deserve at least that's not usually the case that's true no i love my sister and she's a great sister and deep down inside she's probably kicking herself saying why didn't i save mom's messages yeah Mm -hmm. right why didn't she do it what a business now amy what business were you in before i mean i you you this kind of oh i was in advertising so i uh wrote commercials um at a, a new york ad agency before i started you know playing my mom's messages on stage and doing stand up comedy but even when i was in advertising uh, my mother would call me with ideas for commercials. Um, like once I was working on the Weight Watchers account, and my mo- we were doing like a winter promotion, and she says, you know, she calls me up. She says, I had an idea. She said, why don't you just say join now, and by Hanukkah, take three inches off your tukis. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, I don't know if that would be universally uh, the, the, yeah. the, the message we want to send. And then one time she said, if you ever go after the Starbucks coffee account, I have an idea for a jingle. She says, it's called Java Nagila. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got kind of like a focused audience there, right? Uh, the demographics where don't cover the whole whole arena that you right, want to cover. Right, but I'm finding that no. this thing with the mother's worrying is so universal. I mean, I get people from all different backgrounds emailing me or, you know, at my shows telling me, oh, my God, my, you know, this one woman said my mother's Korean, and on my answering machine she sounds exactly like your mother. So uh, hard, nope. hard to imagine the, like, Korean Bronx accent, but... Uh, um, but 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 it does seem to be a uh, a pretty universal thing of people, yeah, I think people from is. all backgrounds. It is a universal message, definitely. Now you said you're going to have another CD. So where does that? You know, your mother's no longer alive. You got a, a new CD. Right. That's going to be the um, best messages from my previous CDs that have been digitally remastered, and then there's a few messages that I haven't released before. Um, some old messages, but that will be new to the public. That'll be on there. So. That's exciting. Do you keep digging up new messages that you haven't found? I mean, what do you have, all these messages machines? Well, what, yeah, I mean, I basically just saved all my messages on a an old dual micro cassette machine. The cassettes would fill up. I'd throw them in a drawer. So I have them. I mean, it was sort of like, in a way, I had my own reality show that was producing itself. You know, I mean, there's my life, you know, at least, you know, as it my mother's messages, and I have messages from other people, too, you know, ex-boyfriends, you know, I can't get together, my grandmother broke her arm, you know, (laughs) meanwhile, he doesn't remember, he told me his his grandmother was no longer alive, but, um, so, uh, I have, I have messages from a lot of people, but my mother's really the most, uh, over the top. But you could do a whole series now that you've done this with mom and mom's messages and stuff. What about you? You just brought up, you know, the, as you said, the boyfriend messages. You've got probably a whole series you could do. Yeah, no, I definitely have uh, messages from all, and that's an, another area. I mean, there's a little bit of that on my CDs, and that I'll be uh, sharing on uh, the 23rd. I have. Um, 
one time my mother, she calls me up, she says, I just saw on the news, it's 10 p.m., do you know where your children are? And I'm realizing I don't know. Give me a call. And then I get messages from various friends calling me, you know, hi, it's Sherry, your mom called and wanted to know if I heard from you. And then finally, after all these friends call, saying my mother called them, I get a message, uh, yeah, Amy, it's it's Andrew. Your your mom called and wanted to know if you're spending the night at my house. I I told her we broke up four years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> Messages from mom. Amy's answering machine. Messages from mom. These are just a few of them. Amy Borkowski. She's going to be in Albany, New York, Tuesday, March twenty third, seven to nine thirty p.m. at the College of Nano Scale Science and Engineering. Twenty dollars per person. RSVP by March 19th, and you can call. Uh, well, actually, you can go online. The, the Jewish JewishFedNY.org. It's from the Jewish Federation. So yeah, Jewish... and you better hurry up because I think we're almost all filled up. If you want to, know. I mean, you can still register, but uh, yes, we are we are almost sold out. So yeah, which is great. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning, Amy. And thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, the so fun. The thank 23rd. you. Amy Borkowski, Amy's Answering Machine, Messages from Mom, and you're listening to The Catherine Zoff Show with Lauren Beller-Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. I'm your social worker with a microphone. We'll be back. Coming up next, Sheena Ingar, The Art of Choosing. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you're a parent, you face all kinds of challenges. You know you're a good parent, but we have a show that may help you become a better one. It's called the Book of Dad Radio Show, hosted by expert husband and wife team Robert and Ulette Benson. This program will answer your questions about a variety of topics that parents need to stay on top of. It's a roundtable of discussion that's great for the weekend or anytime. Tune in to the Book of Dad radio show every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your team. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. 
We're back. I'm Catherine Sox with Lauren Deller-Blake, my co-host. I'm your social worker with the microphone. You're listening to VoiceAmericaVariety.com. It's the Catherine Sox Show. Lauren and I are going, are, right now our, new, our guest is Sheena Iyengar. She's a professor at, uh, of business at Columbia University and author of The Art of Choosing. This topic, we started talking about this actually in the beginning of the show. I think this is fascinating. Every day we make choices, Coke or Pepsi, save or spend, stay or go, whether mundane or life-altering, these choices define us and shape our lives. So Sheena asked the difficult questions about how and why we choose. Is Is it the desire for choice innate or bound by culture? These are all the kinds of questions that she answers in her book, why do we sometimes choose against our best interests? Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. It's Dr. Thank you for having me. I'm great. It's great to be here today. Okay. So I'm going to call, if it's all right, we'll call, may I call you Sheena? Please. Okay, good. All right, fascinating topic, how we choose, why we choose, what motivates us. Do we really have as many choices as we think we do? What's, tell us about the book. What was the focus of the book uh, in terms of how we make our choices? The, the book answers three questions. Why do we want choice? You know, why is it such a powerful thing in our lives? Second question, how do we make choices when we're confronted by a set of options? And question, how can we choose better? All right, well, let's start with the first premise. We are, we are born with a desire for choice. We're innately wired to desire choice. Even when you look at infants, if they have the opportunity to take control, they do. You look at animals. If they, if they have the opportunity to go down a path that offers them more than one option, they absolutely do, even if they don't get any benefit from going down that path. So, Sheena, but give us the example, a baby. You're saying even from the very beginning, an infant makes choices. What kind of choices do they make? So... Take a baby, and now they can either tug a string or lightly touch a string, and then they get music, or the music comes on automatically. The baby is always much happier if they can touch the string and the music turns on than if you turn it on for them. It's amazing. The first words out of a, out of a child's mouth are usually no or yes, or in my son's case, it was more. <laughs> I think your son is definitely a 21st century kid. More, yes. more, and more, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so right from the beginning, we're hardwired to want to make choices to feel like, to feel that we have control over ourselves and our environment, even if we don't necessarily do? Absolutely. All right, so why, let's take, let's get into the, 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 the second premise in the book or, or the, that you explore. How do we choose? Well, we're confronted by a whole bunch of choosing dilemmas right now, right? We've got to make sure that whatever we choose best expresses who we are. And we've got a lot of different choices out there from eye color to to what shoes we're going to wear. I mean, from our head to our toes, we get to decide what it is that's going to represent us. And then that's only on the aesthetic end. We've also got the content side of us as to what job we're going to do, whom we're going to marry, all those big choices in life. And we've got a ton of choices in our lives. That's the too much choice problem. We've also got the problem of figuring out how do we choose? Do I use my gut? Do I use analytical thinking? Do I ask people to help me out? We've also got the life and death decision problem. I mean, 
when I'm nearing to the end of my life or there's the end of the, there's the very critical health decisions for my loved ones, how do I make that decision as to when is it the pointed time where I should actually try to help them live a few more months or let them go? Here's another choice I had to make with that health proxy thing that you're talking about. I mean, I, I went to my lawyer and I got the health proxy and I was going to sign the whole thing. I have three sons. I you are only allowed to opt for one person to to make that choice, whether to pull the plug or not, or whatever the choices happen to be at the time of your pending death. I had to choose which son to put on the health proxy. Wow, that sounds like a deadly choice. It was. It is. I had to discuss it with him, but I had to think about this whole thing. I mean, you talk about choices. I mean, it gets even further narrowed down in that case. But, all right, so how do we choose? How, I mean, I mean, I'm a, Lauren, we're always talking about, I mean, look at all this stuff on the net. How do I choose what to read and how I choose what not to read or who to get involved with? I mean, how do we make these choices? So what we often tend to do right now is because we have so many choices, we don't know how to choose, and so we do one of three things. We either just can't throw up our hands and say, look, this is just too confusing. I'll do it tomorrow, and then tomorrow just happens to get postponed forever. The other thing we do is we just will choose anything. You know, we'll get manipulated by the ads. Oh, this looks okay. Let me just pick this. So a lot of our choices end up getting manipulated by others or ads, et cetera. And then the third thing, and the third thing we'll do is we'll just choose things to really go against our best interests. You know, so we won't save for tomorrow, or when we do put away money in our retirement, we actually put it put it in worse options than if we'd actually chosen well for ourselves. So that's how. Those are some of the things that go wrong in the current climate of choice. What are some things we can do? Well, it's really, really, really important that you figure out what are your priorities. Our brains can't handle choosing everything and looking at all the options out there, so you've got to pick your top no more than five priorities and restrict yourself to really only trying to figure out how you're going to choose, what you're going to choose, to those top in those top priorities and everything else just let it go. So give us an example on a day-to-day basis how we do that. We pick those five priorities. Let's say you're deciding you lost your job and you now have to get another job, okay, from a practical point of view, you need to earn a living. So you do what? Well, that's a choice domain in which you may want to say, okay, this is my number one priority. So that means I am going to fully dedicate myself to the act of choosing. I'm really going to put in the effort of applying, finding job offers. And once I have a set of job offers, I need to use three things to figure out which one I'm going to take. First, I use my gut. Well, how do I feel about these job offers? How do I feel about working at these companies? That'll answer the question of how I felt when I was in the interview when I was walking around. It doesn't answer the question of how I'm going to feel working at that job for the next 10 years, but it does answer the question of how I felt when I was there in the moment. Then I have to do the analytics. What are the pros and cons of job A versus job B? Which one's going to give me more money, better secure job security, help me along my career path where I want to be in 10 years? The, doing the pros and cons analysis will really help me get at that. Now, if those two line up and they both tell you to do the same thing, the same job, you go with it. If those two are in conflict, then what you do is you 
you look around at what, how are the people doing, the ones that are in job A and the ones that are in job B? Are they happy? Are they not happy? And if, and, and now you, 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 you tell yourself, you know, look, I may think I'm different from those other people, but chances are I'm not really going to have that, that much of a different experience. So wherever the other people are happier and are getting more of what they seem to want and what you might want, that's your indicator. That's how you resolve the conflict. That is, that is I mean, it seems, it seems or it appears simple when you're, when you give us those options. Um, there's so much more in the book. We only have about 30 seconds left, so we have to say goodbye, but I think we've just kind of wet the listener's appetite. Uh, the Art of Choosing, um, and you can buy this book online. You don't have to make a choice. Just choose the book, right? We already know that. Get the book, The Art of Choosing, online, bookstores everywhere. Uh, Dr. Sheena Ianger. And is there a website that we can go to? Just Google me and you will find me. Okay, great. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. Thank you for having me. Um, There you go, Lauren. Wrapping it up. Making choices. It should help with your birthday party choice. That's right. Right? Yeah, follow your instinct, right? Yeah, go with your passion, analyze, and then if that doesn't work, then what are other people doing? That that makes really good sense. Anyway, we have to say goodbye. Thank Great you. Great hour. Thank you. Bye. Catherine Bye-bye. Fox, your social worker with a microphone, Lauren Deller-Blake, VoiceAmericaVariety.com. Hope you had a great morning. We'll see you next week. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of The Catherine Zox Show. You can listen live every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel. Want to know more about Catherine? Visit her website at www.catherinezox.com. Be sure to join us next week for more interviews and great conversations with Catherine Zox. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.